Hey mama, and welcome to the Restful Mama podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Dakota, homeschool mama of four, including twins, Marine Corps veteran wife, small business owner, and firefighter wife. I love Jesus, tea, and all things holistic. You'll find anything from meal plan ideas to health tips to good old-fashioned mom hacks here. So get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hey mamas, I'm so glad you're here. I cannot even believe that this is episode one. I have gone back and forth for so long on what I wanted the first episode to be, um, but I actually came up with the episode idea when talking to my friend Sadie, and it just instantly dawned on me that this had to be the first episode. So today I'm going to be talking with my friend Sadie, fellow twin mama. And y'all get this. She doesn't have just one set of twins. She has two sets of twins. So I mean, she's a unicorn and I love her. (laughs) Um, But this episode is going to be all things twins. What it's like to be pregnant with twins, twin birth stories, hacks that we've learned with raising twins. And for us, it's something unique is our first pregnancies were with twins. So I mean, I didn't have twins again like she did, but we definitely have this twin mama thing going on. So I'm really excited for y'all to listen in and let's get started. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited you're here. Me too. I can't believe we're actually doing this. Okay. I know. So (laughs) first of all, um, I already sort of introduced you, but I want you to just go ahead and and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay. Well, uh, my name is Sadie Conrad. Um, I currently live in North Dakota. If you can't tell. Yeah. (laughs) That's strong accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am a stay-at-home mom, and I have four children, two sets of twins. Wow. And yeah, it's so fun, but it's so crazy. <laughs> um, my oldest are four, and then my youngest are just under one and a half. That's so. so yeah. I just I still can't get over the fact that you have two sets of twins. Oh, I know. I can't even either. Some days I think about it and I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think that too. Um, So, okay. Um, Also though, you yourself are a twin, right? Correct. I am. So, and your twins are fraternal, right? Right. My oldest are boy, girl, and then my youngest are two boys and they are um, fraternal as well. So, That's so crazy. I was convinced that my twins were fraternal because surely having identical twins spontaneously is just not a thing, but (laughs) my boys are identical and it's just, it's crazy. So, okay. I want to just talk like all things twins because I know you get these questions too. I get so many questions all of the time about having twins and being pregnant with twins and like their birth stories and everybody, they just want to know all the things. And also too, as like a newly pregnant twin mom, like 
I just was on the hunt for anything related to twin pregnancy and what it's like to have twins because it was extremely overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. And actually something that's, I, and I mentioned this before, but it's kind of unique for us because our first pregnancies were twins. Like that's, we just got thrown into the deep end. Yep. (laughs) Like, here you go. Um, so, okay. I want to hear like your pregnancies with your twins. Like, what were they like? Were they similar? Like, I mean, you had two sets of twins, so mm-hmm. this will be interesting, but what were your, what was your pregnancy situation like with each of your twins? Well, they were basically totally opposite. My first pregnancy, <laughs> my first pregnancy <laughs> was just atrocious. I gained probably like 60 or 70 pounds and I was a hot mess. I was swollen. I think I had every symptom that came with pregnancy under the sun. And I was just, I was a whale basically. And uh, amen. They, yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> you get it. No, I get it. Yes. Um, and then uh, when they were born, um, they were a month early. Yeah, because I was too bad for twins. No, though. I was. I would think I was thirty-four weeks, five days, and I, um, like my water broke, but I can get into that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then with the babies, Tennyson and Waylon, Tennyson and Waylon are my youngest, and then Carter and Kiel are my oldest. Um, but with the babies, it was smooth sailing. It was a breeze. I gained maybe like. 30 maybe 40 pounds wow yeah I didn't swell I was just it was just all around amazing yeah and I don't yeah. think that that first pregnancy is always kind of a shit show because you're just like what is happening to my body yeah and then you throw in <laughs> twins and I feel like it's just even crazier so yeah like with, with my pregnancy I actually didn't know that I was having twins until gosh I was 11 weeks and so I was miserable though like I was I had morning sickness I had migraines I was just I literally blew up a mattress in my living room at the time we had like a two-story townhome and we were living on base and I just I blew up this bed and Uh I just slept in the living room because it was right by the bathroom and the kitchen and I was like I just have no energy I mean, the exhaustion is real in the first time. You weren't kidding. (laughs) And I feel like with twins, it's just amplified. And I, I was just absolutely miserable. And I remember telling my OB like, gosh, surely something has to be wrong here. Like (laughs) this cannot be normal. And she's like, well, everything, I mean, your blood work is great. And then I had my ultrasound and she kind of just laughed and she looked at me. She goes, well, now I understand why you were so sick. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, that first pregnancy with the twins was an absolute, I mean, roller coaster. Oh, is it the was best. rough. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough. Well, and I, so I fell down the stairs at 18 weeks when oh, I no. was pregnant with them. And first of all, ouch, like it hurts. But then also I was freaking out because right. I was pregnant. 
And at that point, like people are already asking me like, oh, are you close to your due date? I'm like, no, I I'm just almost halfway. Like, <laughs> like I am not even close. Um, and so, you know, that was crazy. And they put me on bed rest. Gosh, I think I was on bed rest on and off for at least like three or four times that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember doing the Thanksgiving turkey on the floor of my kitchen because they told me I had to be on bed rest. Oh, and I was like, well, who else is going to make the turkey? <laughs> <laughs> so I, my legs spread with a big old belly in between and the turkey like in my legs. And I'm just, you know, shoving butter under the skin. And my husband's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? And you know, just, I mean, there were so many complications in that pregnancy. I remember having to see a maternal fetal medicine doctor and like we would drive an hour and a half down to Palm Springs to just go, to just go see this high risk doctor. And it was just an absolute crazy pregnancy. Um, and, and actually I, I almost thought that that was normal until I had a singleton pregnancy. And I was like, what is this? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was night and day. And I obviously think, too, like, that first pregnancy is always going to be a little bit rough, regardless of twins or not. But, like, it was uh, polar opposites for me. (laughs) It was just crazy. So, okay. You mentioned it a little bit before, but birth stories. Let's hear... (laughs) your birth stories because <laughs> I'm really curious with how the pregnancy went how your birth story was with your first set oh my gosh it was a t- total mess <laughs> so I I went into labor it was like midnight and obviously we were sleeping right. and um my water broke and you know I never experienced that before so I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I was like I didn't really know what was happening right and I came back in and like it kept like gushing and I was like what <laughs> and my husband wakes up he's like what's up what's going on and I was like well either I can't stop peeing myself or my water just broke <laughs> that's I mean story of my life I looked at the nurse when I was in labor and I was like I swear I did not just pee myself and he was like I believe you oh my gosh okay sorry just keep going <laughs> Um, so we called and because, you know, they say call when your water breaks and right. whatever. And so we called and they're like, yeah, we'll just wait it out at home and see um, see how quickly it progresses. And then you can come in. I was like, well, I'm having twins. Oh, you need to get here right now. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Isn't it funny how that changes their whole yes. mood? Yes. <laughs> so we go and... It was like two o'clock in the morning by this point, and by the time my doctor got there, because they had to call him, right. and he like checked everything out, and the babies were actually both breech, and so oh. because I was so early and they yeah. were both breech, I had to be um, taken by ambulance to like the bigger town an hour and a half away, oh. and and it was just crazy because i was having contractions really close together and right i was going to have them right there on that ambulance but right. I didn't. <laughs> being in the car when you're in labor is probably the most painful and frustrating thing ever so For i can't even sure. imagine that long of an ambulance ride in labor For sure. oh man it was crazy and luckily like the first portion of it they had given me something to where i was able to like sleep just a little bit right and so i don't know but by the time we got there, it was like 
I think I had woken up like 40 miles away and it was just like constant contractions Mm. and it was just a mess. So we got there and, um, I had to have an emergency C-section and, um, (laughs) I remember when they were trying to do my spinal, um, (laughs) the doctor was like, okay, you need to swing your legs over the side of of the bed and lean forward, just lean on me. And I was like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) she's like okay well we'll help you and so I got set up and she's like okay you need to like scoot a little bit closer towards me and I was like I can't (laughs) (laughs) I was in so much pain but they got the spinal in and I was just like totally drugged up (laughs) yeah my arms were spread out and I just remember when they took the babies out of me you know, you can't feel anything, but I mm-hmm. felt like the weight of a bowling ball had been lifted out of my stomach. Oh, yeah. Surely that pressure release. Yes. Like, even having no feeling at all, that right. had to be, like, you could have obviously felt that. Right. And so everything went good. Um, they were five pounds and then five pounds nine ounces when they were born. And um, it was a pretty quick labor. I think I was only in labor for seven hours maybe oh yeah that is quick yeah but um we had to stay in the NICU for 23 days so just over three weeks oh, that's and so- it was it was hard because you're seeing all these other little babies in there and you know they've got other problems and other complications and yeah whatever and you're like oh, what's going on and um but the nurses we worked with oh, they were so good oh, and yeah, yeah they were amazing and they were just like telling us what they were doing when they were doing it and all these things. And, um, it was actually a week. Yeah. It was a week before we were able to hold kale. Oh, that's so so hard. Yeah. Because he was just having like breathing problems and they were like, well, he wasn't ready to come out because apparently Carter's water broke and she was just gung ho from the get go. So (laughs) like, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. So. And Carter, she was was she your baby A? Yes. Yeah. So for and I forgot to ask you this before. So your first twet or first first set. First <laughs> set of twins. Um they were they die die twins or mono die or what was their situation as far as like when they were in the womb? Do you remember? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I want to say die die, but I don't yeah. remember for sure. I feel like I feel like most twins are die die, and right. and that's actually like why. Well, I asked that because when I was in labor, my baby A, which was Liam, his water broke, but Bentley's didn't. So that kind of right. just reminded me of. I feel like usually it's that that first one who's like got all the pressure on them, like right. their water breaks first. Um, but I can't even imagine not being able to hold your baby who is struggling, but also like you just gave birth. And that's the first thing a mom, especially a new mom wants to do is hold their baby. Oh, for sure. It was so hard. But like when we finally got to hold him, it was just like a huge weight lifted off our shoulders and we were able to be together. And it was really nice. Uh, And and first of all, NICU nurses are angels, like straight for sure. A whole other breed. <laughs> yes. I. They are seriously a whole other ble- uh, breed. I 
am so grateful that we never had to be in the NICU with the twins, which I'm actually kind of shocked about because I feel like it's so common. Um, and my only experience with the NICU was actually with Ellie, which is my youngest. And, um, and that was only for a couple of days, but even that experience, like they were absolute angels and I was like sad to leave them. (laughs) I wasn't sad to leave the NICU, but I was sad to leave them. (laughs) I know. I remember (laughs) calling my mom on the way home from the, from the NICU. And I was like, what do we do now? (laughs) Because they had like done everything, you know, the first diapers and the everything just like the umbilical cord fell off while they were in the NICU and so we didn't have to take care of that and it was just they were there for everything right up until we went home so yeah oh my gosh yeah that's so hard and I didn't even think about that because I mean we were only in the hospital for like six days after Mm -hmm. I gave birth so um you know we still had all that newness at home but that's so true when you've had (laughs) you when you've had somebody else you know, doing everything for you or with you, at least. Um, It's kind of like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. So, okay. Now I am really curious to see how the, the babies, um, their birth story went. Oh my gosh. It was so easy. I worked well with um, Carter and Kale real quick. I actually was on bed rest as well with them Mm -hmm. for like a week before I gave birth. And I know it was a whole thing, but um, I had no bed rest with these two, with the babies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I had an induction date set actually with these two because I actually made it full term because full term right. happens is what, 37? Six. 36? 36 weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's 36 unless it's changed. But I think when I, I was pregnant, it's 36. yeah, my OB was like, you just have to make it to 36 weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right because I actually I was induced at 37 with these two, so I went a week over. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, right at 37 weeks. Sorry if you can hear him crying. <laughs> Speaking of of babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is real um, life, y'all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just babies crying in the background. <laughs> Don't worry, my husband's out there. <laughs> Don't just leave him alone. <laughs> They're not just fending. Let's just put that <laughs> disclaimer in there. They're not fending for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, I went in to be induced with them. And uh, we went in at 3 in the morning. And I, they finally induced me at, it was like 4 or 5, I think. And then um, they broke my water about 7. And... um. I was having, I didn't start having contractions actually until they broke my water. Um, and I think I was at like seven centimeters maybe before I got an epidural Mm -hmm. and bless the women who can do birth without an epidural because I could not. (laughs) I know you have, but. um, Well, you know, she was my last though. So for the twins and Cooper, yeah, same boat. Yeah. So I don't know, but I had the epidural and that was actually probably the worst part because it hurt so bad Mm -hmm. when he did it. And then he actually messed it up when he put it in because it only worked on half of my body. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I've heard how- that so many times though with women talking right. about their birth stories of how it only works on what like half their body. And yeah, it was just crazy. crazy. For sure. It was the weirdest thing because I think it was like my left half 
was completely numb. Couldn't feel a thing. Mm. And I was still getting hard contractions on the right. And I was like, someone needs to get in here and fix this. Right. And so a different gal came in and she was like, okay, well, we can try to like move it a little bit um, to see if it like distributes the medicine more. Maybe it's just like sit in there weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if that doesn't work, then we'll probably have to redo it. And I was like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, um, <clears throat> So she, she was super sweet. She pulled it out a little bit and thankfully it distributed it to where it needed to go. And I wasn't able to feel it anymore. And so that was really good. And then I was able to finally get some rest. And mm-hmm. I think by 1245, so like right afternoon, um, I had had Tennyson and then um, 15 minutes later, Waylon was born. So your your second set was a V-back then? Correct. That's, I mean, that's amazing that they let you do that. I feel like when I was pregnant with the twins, I had to really push for right. doing it like vaginally. They just were so like convinced that I needed to have a C-section just because of the fact that I was having twins. Right. So I love that they let you kind of try and push for that that v-back and I mean if they're head down my philosophy is like why why push a c-section you know right and my doctor he was he's just so amazing he's like been around for years and years in this town and he said um he has can probably count on one hand the time he has delivered two sets of twins um and so and he's delivered over seven thousand babies oh that's amazing yeah, and he's just super good. He's like, if you want to try a V-back, we'll try a V-back. And so I was like, I think I would like to, you know, just see. And with that, so with since I had a V-back and it was my second set of twins, I had to deliver in the OR. Yeah. Um, just in case something went south. Right. Um, and so I had Tennyson and everything was good. And he was like um, seven pounds, five ounces, I think. That's a big twin. Yeah. <laughs> A big boy. Yeah. And then Waylon, I think, was six pounds, nine ounces. So I had like 13 pounds of baby in my stomach. That is crazy. It was crazy. But um Waylon, so after I had Tennyson, Waylon, it was his turn to be born and his stats were dropping. Well, they mm. had to suction him out, and he had this huge bruise on his head when they were born when he was born. Oh. And they handed him to me and I was like, he's not breathing. <laughs> and they still gave him to me. Oh, my God. So I was, like, freaking out. And finally, they, like, took him away and got him breathing. But it was just, like, scary for a minute. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm I'm curious, since you had an emergency C-section the first time and a V-back with your second set, what was the difference in healing? Like, postpartum healing? Um, Actually, my V-back was easier. Yeah, easier. Like my C-section, it took me a really long time to bounce back. Yeah. So I can imagine. I don't know. And I've heard people say that they bounce back even quicker without an epidural, but I just, I couldn't do that. (laughs) Well, I can attest to that actually. So my, my birth was a disaster. I mean, it was just a straight up dumpster fire. (laughs) Um, So I was scheduled for an induction, um, at exactly 38 weeks, my OB 
did not want me to go past that. And at the time, I didn't question it because I just didn't know anything. I was like, okay, fine, you know, right. whatever. Um, and so I was um, scheduled to be induced at 38 weeks. Um, but I went into preterm labor at 29 weeks. And that was super scary because I was like, there's no way I'm giving birth to these babies right now. They are only, they're not even 30 weeks. Um, and so we did the whole like mag drip and steroid shots with, which by the way, <laughs> those steroid shots could like knock a horse on its ass. Like <laughs> I could not feel my leg for like hours. I was like, my leg is dead. Wow. This is... <laughs> and then they make you come back and I had to get it in the other leg. And I was like, this is ridiculous y'all. Um, but thankfully my labor did stop and my contractions really slowed down while I was on the mag drip. Um, but anyways, bed rest and all that fast forward to 38 weeks Um, and they actually had me scheduled to come in in the morning, but told me to call before I come just to make sure that like everything was, you know, ready. They had space. Um, and so when I called, they pushed it back on me like a couple hours and they're like, okay, we'll call it this time before you come in. And I called again and it got pushed back again. And so they told me to come in, I think it was like two or three in the afternoon. And at that point I was like, forget it. Like, I'm so anxious. I am just showing up. And I literally just like showed up at like one <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, y'all, I am here and I'm not leaving until I have babies. Right. <laughs> um, and so, and at that point, like I was already having contractions. I mean, for goodness sake, I was 38 weeks with twins. Right. Um, and so I was having contractions and I was already dilated to a one. So really my, indu- my induction was actually super easy as far as like getting the labor started because my right. body was clearly ready. Um, and so they did the Foley bulb, which is essentially like a balloon that they place inside of you that like slowly dilates you. Right. Um, and they gave me like Cytotec and, you know, I actually was not induced with Pitocin. Um, so I was really grateful for that. Uh, but the Foley bulb, the, the midwife told me. Oh, it's, you know, it's supposed to fall out at like three or four centimeters. Um, it's just really there to like get you started. And I said, okay, well, how long does that take usually? She's like, oh, you know, just a couple of hours. Um, and like, I think typically the rule of thumb that they say is like one centimeter per hour. And I don't know if that's like, you sure. know, true, but, um, right. well, here we are like at night <laughs> and it still hadn't fallen out. <laughs> and I was like, there's, is there something going on? Because I am for sure having contractions and they are definitely getting stronger. Um, and so my midwife takes a look and she's like, Oh um, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to remove it. And I was like, what, what's wrong? And she literally like yanks it out of me. And she's like, you're at a five, like five and a half centimeters. And I'm like, well, why didn't it fall out? (laughs) And she's like, well, you know, your cervix is tilted back. So it just didn't like, you know, just didn't fall out like it's supposed to. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) So um, anyways, when she took that out, it was like maybe an hour later, Liam's water broke. And I was sitting in the bed and actually like I sat up. And it just like gushed out of me. And I just like looked up with wide eyes at the nurse who was actually getting ready to check me 
to see how dilated I was. <laughs> and I just gushed amniotic fluid all over the place. And I just was like, I did not just pee myself. <laughs> I just want to set the record straight. I did not just pee myself. And he just laughed and looked at me. He's like, I believe you. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, good. Um, and so I was, I just continued to labor and I, for some reason, like I was in so much pain and my body apparently was not coping well. So I just started throwing up and I was miserable and I asked for the epidural. And at this point I was like seven, eight centimeters. And they were like, well, if you can stay still, as long as you can stay still for however long it takes to place it. And I was like, I will stay still. Give me the epidural. (laughs) It needs to happen. Um, and especially as a first time mom, like you're so freaked out this, you've never felt that kind of pain before. Like you just are just like, make it go away. Um, and so the anesthesiologist finally came in, which felt like a lifetime by the, by the way, like I asked for the epidural and then (laughs) it felt like forever before they actually got to my room. Um, and it was awful like it was so awful because it took him 45 minutes and three tries to place my epidural and I remember like hanging over my mom's shoulders just like crying because I couldn't move and I was sweating I mean like profusely sweating I was so hot and I you know when you are having contractions your body naturally wants to like move with them like you want to like right. sway you want to you know you want to do something yep and laying or you know sitting there unable to move because in my head I'm thinking oh my gosh do not move if you move you're going to paralyze yourself so don't move <laughs> and so I was just so so still but inside I was like screaming and crying because I was in so much pain and I it 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 felt like an eternity and then finally he's like oh got it okay we're good and I it was almost like an instant relief like I just I felt it just like oh okay like I feel semi-normal like okay I can actually maybe rest right um and at this point it's like the middle of the night And I decided, you know, I'm going to try and get some sleep now that I have no pain. Um, And I passed out because I was so exhausted. And I remember waking up at like, you know, seven, the midwife came in and she's like shaking me awake. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm taking a nap here. And she's like, it's, it's time to have babies. Like it's time to push. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was literally dead asleep (laughs) and you're going to wake me up to give birth. Um, but I had obviously dilated fully and was like ready to have them. And I had no idea because I was completely numb. Right. And they wheel me into the OR because both of them were head down, but they said that it was protocol and they have to deliver twins, whether or not it's by C-section or vaginally in the OR. Right. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like in case something happens, I get it. I remember getting wheeled in there though, and it feeling so sterile and uninviting. Like it was so bright and so cold. I don't know about you. I felt like so cold. (laughs) Right. Um, 
but I was, and then I all of a sudden got like anxious and nervous because I, it freaked me out. I had never been in an OR before. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was kind of funny because they had like these bleachers almost like these little seats in the corner of the OR and there's like people sitting on them. And I'm just thinking, what the heck are these people doing here? And the OB was like, Oh, we have some students in here. If that's okay with you. And I was like, sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Well, at this point I don't care. Cause I just want these babies out of me. Right. Um, and it was, it just felt like chaos in the OR because yeah. each baby had their own team. Like each yep. had their own nurse, all of their people. And then like I had an OB and a midwife and an anesthesiologist and another OB. Like there were so many people in the delivery room and I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> and I remember my OB like putting on this like splash guard and a gown and gloves. And it was just so like intimidating. Yes. And she's like, okay, on this next contraction, I'm going to tell you when to push because obviously I can't feel them. So (laughs) she (laughs) is over here telling me to push and I am trying my hardest. Like I am pushing so hard, but I feel like I'm doing nothing because I can't feel anything. And she uh, the only thing I could really feel really was like this sensation of like pressure okay. almost is how I would describe it. Um, and I just, I, I pushed and I pushed and he, and he, as in Liam <laughs> was <laughs> born. But the thing is, is she actually used forceps to pull him out because like you, their stats were dropping every time I had a contraction, their stats yeah. would drop. And she was like, I don't like how they're looking on the monitors right now. And I was like, I'm trying my best here. (laughs) Um, But she told me, like, after the fact, like, if you would not have pushed and tried so hard, I was about to do an emergency C-section on you. Oh, wow. And I'm so glad that she didn't. And she just really pushed me to, like, you know, do it because I would have been that would have been awful to like give birth to Liam and then have to have an emergency C-section. Like (laughs) that would have been terrible. And I know that happens. I've actually heard stories of twin moms, like actually being able to deliver deliver baby A vaginally and then having to have baby B by C-section. I've heard of that too. Um, And I can't even imagine the healing process of that. Um, But I was pushing so hard. I, (laughs) When Liam came out, I had was like, okay, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm done. Like, <laughs> right. That's it. I'm good. Did it. Done. And no she more. looked at me. She was like, all right, on this next contraction. And I straight up looked at her and it was like, no. And she was like, you have to. And I was like, I no. I'm like shaking my head, no. Um, and I, for the next like almost 30 minutes, pushed to get Bentley out. Oh my goodness. And he ended up being forcepted out too, but he was purple when he was born. And so I was freaking out because he was obviously in there longer and like their stats didn't look great. And, um, you know, it was just, it was crazy. Um, but, uh, they actually ended up being, so Liam was five pounds, 11 ounces and Bentley was five pounds, eight ounces. 
Um, so I feel like that's pretty decent close. or yeah. average, yeah, for like twins. Right. Um, but I was actually really surprised that they were that little at 38 weeks. Right. Um, but I guess I'm not totally surprised. They did mention that like there was like inner uterine growth restriction with the okay. twins, um, specifically Bentley. So it makes sense that he was a little bit smaller. Um, but yeah, it was just crazy. And she was, I obviously tore because when you use forceps, it's just very forceful trying to grab a baby out of you. Yes. Um, and so I had to be stitched up and I remember the babies getting wheeled out with Wes to like my recovery room before I was even ready. Cause she was still stitching me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that whole like first two days, I feel like was such a whirlwind. Like I almost don't even remember them. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was absolutely crazy. There were so many people in my room too, like all the family and the friends and like everyone, it was right. so <laughs> overwhelming. Um, and, and especially too, like I had, I had gained so much weight in that pregnancy. Like I'm not even going to lie. I was 200 pounds when I delivered the twins. So it was, it was a lot of extra yeah. weight. Um, but then after that, I, remember like laying down to try and sleep and like I would stop breathing and I would like like you know do that kind of thing and like wake up and Wes was kind of freaked out like what just happened like you just stopped breathing for a second and so I mentioned it to the OB and I ended up getting a CT scan like right after they were born because she was concerned about a blood clot that like broke loose um and so I had to leave the babies upstairs with Wes and they wheeled me into the CT room and it turned out I had partially collapsed both my lungs while I was pushing. And the way that the OB described it to me, it was like this vacuum, like this pressure was all of a sudden just gone and my lungs like Velcroed together because all of a sudden like, you know, you've got 10 plus baby pounds that are leaving you right. along with all of the fluid and two placentas and you know all of the things so um that was really kind of crazy and I had to do that I'm sure I think they give them to you like after c-sections too the little breathing apparatus thing that you have to like blow into I think so yeah and like you have to get it to a certain mark and it was so hard for me and it was so painful and I hated it um but yeah I would get so winded so easily postpartum. Uh, and I feel like my healing was really rough too. I bled. And by the way, nobody talks about postpartum healing when you're pregnant. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I (laughs) I was not prepared for what was about to happen. Um, everybody likes to talk about the pregnancy and the births and like, they just conveniently leave out the postpartum. (laughs) Um, Crazy. I know. Right. Um, but I bled for nine weeks after yeah. having I think the twins. I bled for seven or eight with the first set. The yeah. second set was like three or four, maybe. Right. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with like more traumatic births. Like you're, I kind of think you're, you're right. Yeah. I think your body probably takes a little bit longer to heal. Right. Um, but I also got granulation tissue on my tear, which is 
basically just like raw open ended like nerve endings. Right. And it was extremely painful. Like I remember not even wanting to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to move when I sat down. Like it was so painful. And this was like three weeks after I had had them. Wow. And I just thought, you know, I probably should ask my OB about this. This does not feel normal. And I go in and they check me and they're like, oh, no wonder you're in so much pain. Like you've got some granulation tissue here. And I think it was like a centimeter around. So like a pretty decent amount of tissue that's like raw and open. And um, they ended up having to cauterize it. And, you know, that's the, that's exactly what you want to have done on tear after just giving birth. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) that was a rough, that was a rough rough postpartum period. Um, And I just felt like everything was so sore and like I just felt so bloated and just oh like it was it was super hard um and I don't know about you but after I had the twins and it wasn't even immediately after it was like probably a month or two actually it might even been three months after um I had some serious postpartum depression Mm -hmm. did did you experience that with your twins too really not terrible with the first set but with the second set I really did I I really struggled yeah and it it's so hard and again something that people don't necessarily really talk about a lot right um but I just remember like trying to heal and like taking care of these babies but then also feeling all of these emotions and dealing with this postpartum depression which was so new to me um, it's, it can be really isolating. Um, For and sure. especially as a twin mom, because you can have other mom friends, but they don't necessarily understand. And I mean, how could they, right? right. Like right. understand what it's like to have two newborns at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, while also healing from giving birth to said newborns. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I'm curious how your first year was with each of the sets of twins um let me think <laughs> there's like so much I have to think about <laughs> and remember with the first set yeah <laughs> I almost feel like our brains block it out to like preserve right. our mental sanity <laughs> like just get through and survive <laughs> the <Yes>. first year <laughs> no actually I think the first year with um with Carter and Kale was probably better um I mean obviously you struggle with the new mom stuff and um Carter went through a period she had acid reflux so bad where she had Mm. to like sleep at an incline and she would like stop breathing and it was super scary so oh yeah I dealt with that and then um I actually another thing people don't talk about is pumping and nursing Oh, yeah. And I really struggled with that with Carter and Kale. Like, I was only able to nurse three and a half months because – and I think part of it was um, they started out in the NICU, so that really messed things up, like, with nursing schedule and everything. absolutely. Yeah, and then – so I started out basically just strictly pumping right away because I had to send milk over to the NICU. And so I didn't know any better, and so I was – I had the pump – the hospital pump on like full force because I was like oh I need to get milk I need to get things flowing here right and and then when I used my own pump I think I had the wrong sized flange oh yeah and I really do think that makes a difference because I got mastitis six or seven times 
Oh, and absolutely. I up- it makes a difference. I, yeah. I totally agree with that because like you, I had no idea what I was doing. And I immediately started pumping in the hospital because the pediatrician told me that I needed to pump and nurse. So like I was on this schedule, whereas I was nursing them and then I would pump right after I finished nursing and then I would syringe feed them the extra, you know, whatever that I could get out. Right. Um, and it was extremely painful because like my nipples were cracked and bleeding and I was like, Oh my gosh, this, I don't, it just did not feel right. Um, but yeah, it's the sizing makes all the difference. Oh, for sure. And I did so much more research the second time around and I was just like prepared and everything and, and right. it helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I actually wound up in the hospital the second time that I had it for five days. Oh. And so I was like going back and forth from my hospital room to the NICU and it was just a whole thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, other than that, the first year with the older two went by pretty quickly. It was pretty good for the most part yeah um the first year with the babies was a whole different story (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like one one set great pregnancy horrible first year the other set horrible pregnancy great first year so right (laughs) I mean you gotta give and take somewhere right yeah (laughs) well the babies so we had been in and out to see our pediatrician so much they had chronic ear infections from thanksgiving to february and it was horrible horrible and finally they're like yeah you're gonna need tubes for both of them and so we had it set up and um wayland was able to get tubes um on the first date that we had, whatever tennyson we had to reschedule five times because he was five times five times it was horrible because he was either sick or he had pneumonia one time and it was just a whole thing and it was horrible and you know it's not much sleep because you have sick babies and I feel like these two were just it was a whole year of just sickness it seemed like and that's exhausting as a mom. Oh, it is. And then trying to take care of the rest of your family on top of that. And right. It was it was pretty hard. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even yeah. imagine. And they're two years apart. Is that your your sets of twins? Three. Just okay. about three exactly. Yeah. I yep. I remember so speaking of mastitis, actually, um, so we moved from California to Florida when the twins were like eight, nine weeks old. And we didn't know anybody. I didn't really have any friends. And it was very lonely and isolating. And I think that obviously contributed to the postpartum depression. Um, But I remember I got mastitis five times with the twins. And it was awful. It's like a truck all of a sudden hits you. And I felt like I had the flu. I had the shakes. I had chills. I had a fever. Mm -hmm. Um, The redness and pain that, I mean, it was crazy. And and nobody had ever really talked to me about mastitis before. So at first I thought, oh, great. I'm coming down with the flu. And I actually remember telling Wes, hey, like, you know, can you watch the babies maybe just like keep them away from me right now like I don't want to get them sick um and I like I'll pump for you or something like I was literally thought I had the flu right and I went to bed and woke up the next day and I was so much worse 
And then when I took a shower, I noticed that like my boob was so red and inflamed looking. And it was like, like pins and needles. Yes. And honestly felt like razor blades coming out every time I was nursing, I would cry. I bawled. And he was like, you need to go to the doctor. And so I went and she's like, oh yeah, you've got mastitis. And it had gone to both sides at this point. And so I was just absolutely miserable. Um, And I had gone on antibiotics like round after round. Like I would have mastitis. I would be on antibiotics two weeks later to the dot. I would get it again go on antibiotics two weeks later to the dot. And I just repeated this process. And by the fifth time I was like, this cannot be healthy for me. <laughs> like right. being on this amount of antibiotics right now cannot be good for me. Um, and at this point the twins were like six months old. So I had exclusively breastfed them up until like around six months. And I don't think people talk about it a lot, but the guilt that I felt from going from breastfeeding to formula was, I mean, it was just crazy. Like I, I remember crying on my bed, like the last time I nursed them Mm -hmm. and telling Wes, like, I just, I failed. Like I am a terrible mom. I am supposed to be able to provide food for them. I can't even feed them. Like what is wrong with my body? Um, and then, you know, you just, you start to shame yourself. Right. And I, it was very, very hard for me to, and it sounds silly, but to watch Wes feed them with a bottle and not need me at all, I, it made me cry. Yes. (laughs) And it took a long time to get over that and like forgive myself in a sense. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was so hard. And I feel like my twins were sick quite often like the second half of their first year so we had bronchiolitis we had like all kinds of things ear infections um it was crazy and I I felt like when I actually got to that one year mark I thought oh my gosh I actually survived (laughs) (laughs) I made it and everybody's alive (laughs) It was, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so actually speaking of first years, I'm curious, like what your favorite things were like, you know, what did you use? What gear did you have? Like what things made that first year so much easier for you as a twin mom? Um, one thing I really liked is we used our bobby pillows all the time yes uh, for feeding and laying the babies in and propping them up and oh that's just like a godsend I love those things (laughs) yes like I I would even sometimes just grab one throw it around my neck and shoulder lay down and then just pass out (laughs) right it's like an oversized travel pillow right right (laughs) yes yes um one thing I really didn't use as much and you might say different, but we really did not use a baby bathtub very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we just showered them with us. Yeah. No, honestly, like it was the same. We had one and like, we would use it every now and then. Like if same. it was like the time of day where I'm not going to be showering, Wes isn't going to be showering. Like I, you know, we'll use it, but I right. honestly hated that thing. I hated yeah. it so much. It I, <laughs> It takes up so much space, but then it's also like, 
I, I just, I don't know. It was just uncomfortable to use for me. Like I just didn't like it. And so they would literally bathe with us. Like we would just take them into the shower. Yep. One, like one of us would get out, like Wes would get out, I would get out and then we would, you know, towel off a baby and we'd hand off and like, you know, yep. we had, we had a system and it worked. Um, yes. We would even bring in like a mat and like lay them on the floor of the shower. Mm -hmm. If we needed to like grab the soap or whatever, like you can't go anywhere. You're fine. You're on something soft. Like you're good. Um, yeah, that's so funny. I, (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) Um, one thing we swear by, excuse me. Um, we swear by sound machines. We use them for naps for sleeping and honestly I think it's more for like our own sanity and like we're able to do things and we don't have to like be as quiet and make such an effort to be quiet when the babies are sleeping right um like we use when we travel we've gotten like the portable ones we love the sound machine white noise amazing hands down lifesaver so funny because I never used one with the twins my sound machine was me vacuuming in the hallway I never used one. Um, but that did change. Like the more kids I have now, I can't sleep unless I have white noise. Oh, that's us too. We yeah, never needed it before. And now it's like, it's too quiet in here. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel like something that I swore by and I still do with every single baby is the monitors that you can put on them when they sleep. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. We started out with the Snooza Hero, I think is what it's called. And, like, you would just clip it to their diaper. Okay. Um, and I got that because we had two separate instances with either of the boys where they just stopped breathing and I had to shake them awake. And mm-hmm. it freaked me out because I was like, they're not breathing. Like, they're not moving. Right. And I actually thought that they had died. So it was so traumatizing. Um, and we used those and I liked, I liked that one, but like hands down forever and ever, I will use outlet. That's what we got the second time. I love outlet. It gave me so much peace of mind because even when, you know, they were sleeping and I was like, okay, it's quiet and I can sleep. I couldn't sleep because I was too anxious that they were going to die in their sleep. Right. SIDS or something. So, um, knowing that they had quote unquote like uh, an angel looking over them while I was sleeping I felt so much better and I actually got rest which is like the number one thing that new moms need is rest yes. um so I'm like you know what if it gives me peace of mind and I can actually sleep I'm going for it right right um and so we we loved the you know monitors um and I feel like another thing that is obviously a must is a double stroller that you can click the car seats into for sure. Absolutely need that for everything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's so easy to just like click them out while they're sleeping and click them into the stroller and like go about doing your business and you don't have to wake them up. Like, right. Absolutely. A a must is to get a good, good stroller for sure. Uh, And I also feel like um, getting a really good baby carrier was a lifesaver for me. Um, I was just going to say that. 
Yes, because Wes would be able to, like, carry a baby while I carried a baby. Right. And, like, we wouldn't have to bring a stroller. So the first time we ever went to Disneyland with the twins, like, they were still, like, baby babies. Right. And I was like, I'm not trudging a stroller (laughs) through this entire park. And so we strapped the babies onto us and we just took our backpack diaper bag and went on our way. And I feel like it just gives you so much more freedom. It really does. Um, something that I didn't use as a twin mom, which I feel like is super common, is um, those bouncers. Like the little like you sit them in it and like they just like bounce up and down in it you know when they're right. older we never used those um we did for a period of time use those little ones that you put them in and they can like practice walking and they have wheels and like right around. right um but we did well actually we did use swings so when Wes was like working and I was all by myself, I feel like those swings were a lifesaver mm-hmm. because they were the um, portable compact ones. So like they were really small. You could like right. fold up and they just get out of the way and you can stack them. And I loved that thing because if I didn't have any other hands there and I'm all by myself and I have to wash the dishes, at least the swing can, you know, hold them and kind of soothe them for a little bit. Right. Um, until, you know, I'm done with doing whatever it is. Yeah. To do. <laughs> um, but actually, no, I'm just thinking of it now. Something that we never used was binkies, like little pacifiers. We never oh, really? used them with the twins. No. See, we, that's like our go-to. Like we, (laughs) (laughs) we, we, I just, I don't know. I think maybe the twins just like didn't really care for them. Like they would chew on like, so we would get those, um, what are they called? Like wubba nubs? Like the ones that has like little animals on them. Right. Right. Yeah. So they would like chew on the animal and I'm like, y'all don't even know how to use these things. (laughs) (laughs) So like they each had one, but they never really used them. Okay. For us. Like we just, I don't know. We just never used them. Interesting. Yeah. We, um, with Carter and Kale, Carter, like she hung on her to hers until she was probably close to two, maybe. Yeah. And then, um, I think she bit a hole in it and was kind of like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Kale, he like eight months and he was done with it. Yeah. And now, yeah. And, Tennyson and Waylon. Now Waylon's my binky baby. And um he like has it in his mouth everywhere he goes. And then Tennyson's more of a blanky babe. He oh my gosh. Like, yeah, like I I love that. <laughs> He's my spirit animal. Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he uh I've been making some blankets and trying to do some different things and projects. Um, being a stay-at-home mom and I've been making mm-hmm. blankets and I made some for the kids and um they're really soft and he like, has to have his blanket wherever he goes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so funny. Um, okay. So I actually am curious, what is your favorite thing about being a twin mom? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. There's so, there's so much. Um, I love that they will always have someone to play with and, yep. Um, I mean, they've got like a built-in best friend, basically. I mean, that's cliche as that sounds. Yeah. Um, I love watching them like interact together. And I mean, as 
as much as, as the amount of questions that I get, like you can always rely on like a list of like 10 questions you get as a twin mom. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> I still like, I don't know. I always get the questions, but I still like, I like to share about them, you know? Yes. Like, it's unique. It's cool. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. I was going to say the same thing. Like I love that they have this bond. It's like an unbreakable bond. Yes. And you can't even describe it because they are more than best friends. Like they literally grew in the womb together. Right. And, um, it's, I don't know. It's just so cool to watch them grow and that relationship just get stronger and stronger. Right. Um, and I actually agree with you though. Like I do like, you know, explaining what it's like to be a twin mom and like, you know, I, I don't mind answering questions. It's right. Things, you know, like the the eighty year old lady in the grocery store who is like, <laughs> you know, I've got you get the crazy questions, right? Like those yeah. ones are a little bit like, are you are you kidding? <laughs> but as far as like educating, I I love educating people right. about twins. Like it's right. it is it's unique and it's kind of cool. Like you have this little badge that is kind of makes you a little bit different than everybody right. else. Right. Um. But now on the flip side, what do you think is the hardest thing about being a twin mom? Um, it seems like, oh gosh, um, there is, <laughs> as much as they love each other, I feel like there is the same amount of bickering and arguing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the older they get, especially. Amen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yes. Just like dealing with like the attitudes and that aspect of it that's really hard for me yeah um I agree yeah I I also feel like one of the hardest things for me about being a twin mom is just the like the sheer chaos of it like how complicated it can be um I you know they can go in opposite directions and just be so destructive like right they will knock a house flat faster than a tornado. <laughs> like it's, you know, like when they're working together and if they're at the yes. same, they're at the exact same stages in development yes. and life and everything. So it's like, you know, you have a tantrum and it's times a hundred yes. because, you know, they feed off of each other. Right. And if one twin is crying or upset, then the other twin is crying and upset. It's like this sympathy (laughs) cry, you know, like it might not even, I can't even tell you how many times like Bentley might stub his toe and cry or he might get in trouble and get, you know, yelled at or something. And Liam's over there crying, but nobody's talking to Liam. Liam's just crying because Bentley's crying. (laughs) And... (laughs) I'm like, I'm loving the support here, guys, but can we just bring it down? (laughs) Um, It can be very overstimulating. And that's the hardest part for me as a twin mom is like how overstimulating it can be. Right. Um, Yeah, it's it can be a lot. Um, Do you have any like hacks or tips or tricks for like new twin moms that you would like to share? Um. Yeah, um, I would say just relax. Honestly, what will be will be. Don't sweat the small stuff. You gotta pick your battles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Things. It's like this is not a hill I am willing to die on. Right. Um. Yeah. And then another thing that we did, um, before both sets were born, actually, we stocked up on diapers and wipes. 
Um, every time we went to the grocery store, we would grab a box of diapers, grab a box of wipes, and we actually didn't need to buy any for a good eight to 10 months after they were born. Oh, I love that. That's so smart. Yeah. Um, so that really helped a lot and we just grabbed different sizes. And then also what's really nice is with that, um, if you like, say you have five boxes of size one. If you don't go through them all, you can take them to Walmart and exchange them for a different size. Yes. I don't think people know that. I, I, I don't think, think so either. I think they re- like think that they have these diapers and, oh, they've grown out of them. So now I have to donate them or trash them or something. But I'm like, right. no, y'all go return them. You can get whatever size you want. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so that's uh, really helpful. Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, you're going to go through about 10,000 diapers in the year anyways. You yes. might as well get sizes <laughs> that will fit. For oh sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I feel like one of my biggest pieces of advice for new twin moms is, like you said, to relax, but also trust your gut. Like, you yeah. are their mom for a reason. God chose you for a specific reason. And I feel like I too often would silence my intuition because it might have been something that maybe was against the social norm or just, you know, I am always encouraging, especially new twin moms, because it's overwhelming as it is. Like, don't make your life harder. Don't make it harder. (laughs) You know, (laughs) trust your gut and go with what works for you and your family because it's not going to work for everybody. Right. Um, And honestly, finding a community, like, not just a mom community, but a twin mom community yes. or a multiples, like even like just yes. finding other women who are walking the same journey as you is going to be so helpful as far as like getting that camaraderie and feeling like, okay, I'm really not alone. Like other people are experiencing right. this chaos too. Um, and I feel like when you travel with twins, One of the biggest pieces of advice or even hacks, I guess I would say, is I always did – there's a name for it and I don't know what it is, but that roll of their clothes where like everything is rolled up into one – Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. We did that. (laughs) Yes. Like you have entire outfits like – and then I feel like you can pack so much more if you need to. Right. Right. Um, we would put like the onesie and the, the pants and the socks and you just roll everything yep. up and use the socks to hold it together. Right. And it just makes it so much more streamlined and you can just grab literally anything. And it was easy for us. I mean, for right. the last set, at least because we both had boys. So yeah, <laughs> like I didn't have to worry about like boy or girl clothes. Like I would just pull one out and it was, you know, it was already an outfit ready to go. Right. Um, and Another thing that I've, I learned too, is like, you don't need all the gear. Like you don't need all of the things, so like true. just a few basics and you're good. Like you don't need everything. So true. Cause and, it's like, even yeah. especially, I feel like people like when they get you things, I don't know if this happened to you, but like people would get you gifts and it's like, oh, thank you. Like I, you really do appreciate it, but it's like half the stuff you don't use, you don't, right. you know, so. right. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because, um, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, but like our first pregnancy, everybody's excited, but then they find out it's twins and it's like, oh my gosh, like we have to buy you everything (laughs) and you are soon drowning in all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and like you said, we're extremely grateful because that is stuff that we didn't have to buy. Um, but then, 
you almost feel like obligated to use everything because you have all this stuff and you're like, well, it's just going to go to waste if I don't use it. Um, and I felt like it just created a lot of clutter for us, which in, in the end right. made me really anxious because yeah. <laughs> there's like swings and bouncers and like, you know, yeah. all these things yeah. that are just set up everywhere. And I'm like, I feel like I'm living in a daycare. What is going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I, I can totally agree with that. Um, well, do you have any like last words or, or things that like, maybe you want to touch on that we missed for other twin mamas out there? Um, I don't know. I guess I would just say like my last thing to say to any twin mom out there was just like make time for yourself because yes, it that is so important, especially between like you and your husband because we have all so we've always put our kids down between like six thirty and eight, kind of just depending on how our day has gone, like mm-hmm. naps or traveling or it's, it gets dark earlier in the winter or whatever. Um, we people have thought we were so crazy for doing that, but honestly, it just gives Trevor and I time to unwind together at the end of the day and just right. relax. Um, and how we want to do it, just whether we're reading or playing a game or watching a show or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, because I will say personally, for for us. We were so consumed in the first year of like the twins and being new parents and all of that, that like we almost forgot to date each other. Like we were just, you know, trying to survive. And I feel like it's so incredibly important to date your spouse, especially after you've just had babies (laughs) because things are crazy. Um, and, you know, your spouse still has needs. Like, they still need to be seen and heard and feel like they're appreciated and loved. And we kind of forget that sometimes, especially in the chaos of having twins. Right. So I completely agree. And uh, another thing I would add to that is you're doing a great job. <laughs> if nobody has told you, you're doing an amazing job. Like, yes. you're raising two humans at the same time. <laughs> yes. And if Give you yourself- have other... Yes. And if you have other kids, too then, I mean, that's even more reason to give yourself a break. Like, you are doing an amazing job, and you are an amazing mom. And we forget to remind ourselves of that. So if nobody has told you, you are amazing, and you're doing an amazing (laughs) job. Um, Okay, so as we wrap this up, um, I have two questions that I'm going to ask everybody who comes on here. But what is something that you are loving right now? It can be anything. Um, honestly, I am loving being at home. I was a teacher for four years, I think. And I love being able to be home and be with my kids and just watching them and grow and seeing all their milestones and being there for the little moments. And I'm just really loving that right now. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, what is one way that you're implementing rest into your daily routine? Um, probably like this summer has been out of whack, but in the mornings (laughs) I'm trying to like spend time in the word and read my Bible and, um, do my devotion. And I'm doing a Bible study right now. It's, um, it's a daily grace call one. It's Ruth. I love them. It's so good. Yes. And so I feel like that's just like a restful, peaceful time for me where I don't have to you know, the kids aren't around and I'm able to like, my soul can rest, if that makes sense. Yes. And I love that. I think it's so important to start our days in the word. Like you couldn't do anything better for yourself. 
Yes. So that's lately and I've been I've been trying to get back into it more this summer because this winter was crazy with all the sickness and everything. So right. It's just it's really refreshing. Yeah. Well, I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sitting here and talking twins with me. (laughs) I had so much fun. I did too. We're we're gonna have to do this again because this is this is a good time. All right. Well, I will talk to you later y'all thank you for coming and being here with us and um can you actually remind people where they can find you like instagram or anything like that if they want to follow along with another twin mama um on instagram i think my handle is sadie page 13 um and then just sadie conrad on facebook if you want to look me up oh awesome thank you so much um and we'll see you all next week yeah thanks for having (laughs) me thanks for coming Bye. bye Well, mamas, that's all we have for this episode. Thank you so much for being here. We had so much fun talking about twins. I could talk about twins forever. Um, But if you have any more questions or you just want to add your favorite twin hacks, you can find me on Instagram at Dakota J. Kerfman. And I know Sadie loves talking to other twin mamas as well. So feel free to reach out to her as well. And if you don't mind, would you please leave a rating and a review I know it's so cliche, but that is the way that the podcast world works. So it would be super helpful to me and I would really appreciate it. Um, And I can't wait to get to hang out with y'all next week. Have a great week.